This is El Lobo, Andy Anderson, the Lone Wolf, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Global right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, and with me, my co-host, Elio the Gentleman Canella. Elio, welcome to today's yes, show. It's great to be here. You know what? I could, I'm considering this our Halloween edition of the show because Halloween kind of falls in the mid between our next show. Sure. And there's just me and you. Yep. Andy Anderson is off trick-or-treating, so we can't, uh, we can't mm-hmm. get him on there. And because it is our Halloween edition, I thought it only appropriate that the two of us dress up spiritually as wrestlers and there is the fact that we are a team me and you yep so i figured this week we are going to uh we're going to become our wrestling tag team of the right now i today will now be penta l tommy and you will be and i will be elio phoenix Phoenix. elio phoenix that's right (laughs) we are the POV Lucha Brothers. Yep. That's right. The POV Lucha Brothers. The Canadian non-Mexican <laughs> WPOV Lucha Brothers who know nothing about wrestling physically. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Anyways, we start our, uh, of course, we have to start off our uh, our show with a little bit of uh, hilarity, a little mm-hmm. bit of joking, because it's been a bit of a somber week, and we're going to start off with a piece that is actually a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit sad. And yeah. that is the report, the death of uh, independent wrestler, uh, Tracy Smothers. 58. Wow. 58. Young age to die. I mean, yeah. at that track, Elio, me and you don't got too much longer if that's the if that was the uh, norm. Although he did suffer a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some heart problems and uh, he had uh, cancer. Uh, apparently the chemotherapy uh, caused some heart issues with him. And, and oh. that's unfortunately what did him in. And, and and cancer is a very sad thing. And and I would encourage any fans who do have extra money that they're looking for a charitable organization to look into your uh, your cancer your cancer clinics. Uh, they're definitely, uh, it's probably still one of the highest diseases that takes out most people. Yep. And uh, it's always been, in my mind, it, you know, in my heart, it's always been a something that uh, is always weighed on me because when I was a young boy, I had cancer. So I have survived cancer treatment and uh, surgery and uh, and treatment and i'm here today only because of the great uh the great scientists and doctors who have really tried to battle this disease no my, uh, my my dad had it uh back in 2011 so i yeah, know like let's I mean, face I saw it. everything he went through yeah and let's face it man if uh you know years things have gotten better every year mm-hmm. and it's through our donations and our hard work and the efforts of scientists and and doctors everywhere that they fight this disease and uh had uh had your dad maybe had it 10 years earlier or had my had mine 10 years earlier we might not have been able to recover you know and uh, it's only through that hard work and the only way those things really work even better is if you know we're just saying if you got a few extra bucks and you're looking to donate to a charity i i I highly uh, recommend uh the cancer clinic the american cancer association canadian cancer association so uh, anyways, very sad. Uh, I remember interviewing Jesse Bell Smothers um, a couple of years ago. Very nice lady, the daughter of Tracy Smothers. And, uh, you know, I've seen some of her postings today and she's rather, she's broken up, you know, having her father die like this. And uh, we just send out our, all of us here at WPOV send out our, our condolences uh, to the Smothers family. And uh, it's sad. He was a very, you know, he may have been a mostly independent wrestler, but, you know, his, his blueprints and fingers were all over lots of independent companies over the years. He made also, I, I, do, I do remember him from his WCW run and his, well, not more his WCW than WWE. And I even remember him from his ECW run where he was part of the uh, uh, full-blooded Italians, even though he wasn't oh, Italian, that's right. which, he was, which yes, made it a great yeah. joke, you know. He was, was part of that thing, yeah. So you know what? Uh, like we said, we send out the best wishes and condolences to all of this mother's family. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a look at wrestling this week. Um, first of all, uh, before we get into the hot topic, uh, I want to talk about. You know what? Let's let's do something. We're going to mix it all up because there's something I want to talk about. But 
let's talk a bit about impact wrestling right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we, before we get into the, the absolute, absolute craziness, uh, let's talk a bit about uh, some of the championships that have turned uh, over the weekend. I bet, what was the name uh, of the thing? About, it was about, actually Bound for, bound, bound for Glory. I have the lineup here. Bond and gagged for glory. Got it. Um, is that some kind of SM thing? I'm, I'm not sure. But, anyways, uh, we're not going to go over the whole card, but let's no, just go uh, take a there quick was look. Just, there were three title changes. The, um, three title changes. Uh, the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander won the Impact uh, Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Sue Young is the Impact Knockouts Champion, and Rich Swan defeated Eric Young to become the Impact uh, World Champion. Okay, well, let's quickly look at these three uh, matches uh, really quickly in our heads here. Um, the North winning those belts in a four team, four different teams facing each other kind of scramble type match. Yeah. Um, Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, first of all, kudos to the Motor City Machine Guns in this day and age and this year that they they were a top team for a while. I don't. That might have been their last gasp. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Both those guys have had very long storied careers. Um, it, to see them back together was something I would never have guessed. Apparently. And I would never, I never would have guessed they would have won the belts. So that was something interesting to see. Apparently their next feud is going to be with uh, Triple XL. That's kind of, yeah. Impact this week. Um, so the North, you know, this is the second or third uh, rule uh, for the North to have the belts. They're an accomplished team. Two great Canadian guys, uh, Ethan Page and um, uh, Josh, Josh Alexander. Alexander. Yep. Now, I, uh, Josh Alexander, I followed him quite a bit of, through his career. I'd interviewed him in the beginning of his career, mm -hmm. back when he was still a protege of Johnny Devine and uh, wrestling in Western Canada. And uh, a good guy, a very solid, hard worker. Uh, Ethan Page is a lot bigger than he looks. That's what, what I can tell you about that dude. He doesn't look so as big as he is on TV. He's a big guy. They're an interesting team, and I and I'm, it's nice to see a real team in the sense of not just two guys thrown together, you know, harkening back like like Moses and Machine Guns. Uh, they they committed to them to the team act for quite a few years, and I see that the North is really uh, committing to that. And I think I think they're a good choice. I'm still surprised they didn't go with the Good Brothers. Uh, it doesn't. It seems like they're having a very odd uh, impact run. You know, they're there, but. I, I just don't know why they're not there there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. Um, then let's go to the next uh, title change we talked about. Uh, we had uh, Sue Young defeating um, Diana Prazo. And uh, now this, uh, there's a bit of controversy going on in this one. And yep. it's kind of hard to say. And, and it has to do with, originally this was supposed to be Kylie Ray was supposed mm -hmm. to have her title yep, shot. Yep. And, and they'd been working this up. Uh, they advertised Kylie Ray to the very last minute, even to the point on this thing. I don't know if you watch this exact match, but when uh, when she was announced to come to the ring, they actually played Kylie Ray's music and then abruptly stopped it, waited a few seconds, and then did all this stuff. And and word backstage was she was pulled due to a, a minor injury. But it, it just it rankled a lot of fans because it seemed like a really bad, you know, uh, bait and switch, you know. Right. Um, and hey, you know what? They always say in wrestling, card subject to change. But you got to be careful about title matches because that's that's something if people are buying into this. Because let's face it, this was their big pay-per-view of the year. Mm -hmm. This was definitely one of the main event matches. A lot of people had a vested interest in seeing Kylie Ray, including myself. I was very interested in this match. You know, I was hoping Kylie Ray was going to go on and beat Deanna Prazo. Um, very surprised to see Sue Young step into this. Um, it's kind of a weird situation, though, because, I mean, when you look at it, isn't this what NXT was trying to do? Uh, Johnny Gargano and his wife uh, trying to capture singles yeah. titles. Well, it's it's not really spoken of much, but Sue Young is, in fact, married uh, to um, Rich, Rich Swan. Swan. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, here we have... Uh, case of of a uh, husband and wife winning the belts yet i don't think they're really going to mention this i don't think the weird thing this time around is so young is a face and yeah because you're on the project for now heel. Yeah, for i now, don't think that's true it's still her character the sue young character is yeah i can't just see her we'll i can't see her more. staying a face yeah, me neither. It's not really suited for that sort of thing, you know. 
Um, it's sort of like when people are saying they want to make the fiend a good guy. The, well, the name alone, the fiend, <laughs> should tell you he's not exactly good guy material. Right. I mean, so, look at the best. Uh, then let's go to the. Well, first of all, what do you think? What I want to ask you before we go and get uh, sidetracked here, Elio, was: uh, Did you feel a little bit gypped uh, about the substitution of Sue Young in this match, or did it not bother you much? Yeah, no, I was uh, I was expecting to see Kylie Ray. I was surprised when they said like Sue Young defeated uh, Diana Prazo because I was all set. Like I knew there was Kylie Ray and Diana Prazo at Bound for Glory, and then watching yeah. uh, Impact earlier today, I they mentioned Sue Young is a champion. I was like, wow, that's surprise. I I didn't know that that was going to happen. Yeah, so. When I did, I did actually watch the pay per view, and I was I was I gotta admit I was disappointed, and especially since it wasn't like they've come out and said it wasn't for a major reason, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a bit of a jip to me because I, I I'm sorry on paper to me I would much rather see Kylie Ray uh, yeah facing Diana Prazo than yep. Sue Young, but that's just my choice. Uh, and in the main event, of course, we had Rich Swan defeating uh, Eric Young. Um, ah, man, I'm not even sure how to touch on this one. You know, Eric Young, uh, Rich Swan, two guys who kind of flamed out in the WWE, uh, portrayed in the WWE as lower tier guys. Eric Young portrayed especially low on the scale. This Eric comes Young in with the world title and impact. This Eric Young is this, uh, this character is just odd. This run that he's having. It, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, when you look at uh, Eric Young, right? Mm-hmm. And he just came off this very no low level, uh, not much of accolades in the WWE. Yeah. Is it easy for you? What, what, and then he turns around and wins the world title and Impact. What does that make you think of the Impact world title? If you're the casual fan, you're like, well, this dude couldn't buy a victory in the WWE. And now he's the world champion in Impact. Yeah. In some ways, that tells all the new fans that Impact Championship isn't worth much, you know. And the same as Rich Swan. Rich Swan did not have a uh, a stellar track record. You know, he had this bad uh, scandal happen with his wife Sue Young that caused him to be let go by the WWE. Uh, and then he wins the title. And oh man, I just think it wasn't enough changed. Their characters weren't changed up enough. Enough wasn't done to make me take the stink off of their WWE careers. Yep. So it doesn't have the greatest look for impact to me. You know, you can make these guys, you can rehabilitate these guys, but I don't think it's been done yet. So as such, it kind of diminishes, uh, I think, the impact title a bit. So for me, that was a little bit of a thing. Now, go okay, um, I didn't watch this week's impact show except for I, uh, I had to when the whole internet went insane. About, I saw the whole uh, show. This great wedding. I watched the whole show. Uh, that is two hours of your life. You may not get back, my friend. Um, okay, <laughs> folks. If you have not been following that much wrestling and wondering, there was a wedding. And a wedding that involved resurrections and demons and all sorts of stuff culminating in wrestler Johnny Swinger being shot with a gun Johnny, no, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Looks Bravo. like he's dead. No, it's Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Bravo. I give, yeah. I give him a Johnny Bravo got shot with a gun. And uh, we have um, your favorite wrestler, Tommy Dreamer, falling on his knees. Yeah. Pretending That's, he's Ash yeah, from Bravo uh, getting sh- Bravo getting shot wasn't even the worst part. Tommy Dreamer's acting was. Yes, on his knees. <laughs> And then leaving it like a Simpsons freaking episode. Yeah, they like, JR. What the hell? The, 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 the first thing they keep in mind is uh, South Park. Every time Kenny gets killed. Now, here's the thing. I, okay, this has been a rough week. First, we had the singing and dancing number with uh, Chris Jericho and um, mm-hmm. MJF, where yep. they went into a full-blown Family Guy musical. Now we have a South Park <laughs> representation of who shot Jr. Oh, jeez. Uh, Elio. Yes, sir. What does this, what do you, I want to, I wish Andy was here too. I'd love to hear his take on this. What is your take on this whole thing being here? Is this okay. cool? Is this something? Okay. Go ahead, you know what? Okay. It's time for me to take over this show because I got something to say here. 
impact wrestling. This is why we stopped watching because of these stupid things like this. And then when Slammiversary happened, we heard that impact wrestling was starting to slowly improve. So we decided to give it a chance. We started watching it and it was fun. And now they're going falling back onto this ridiculous, these ridiculous storylines. And of all people, I, I even said this, they were going to bring Father Jim Mitchell back and that's what they did. This guy is the worst typecast character. Like, there is nothing else for him. This is who he is. This is his character. Anytime they need some sort of a minister or whatever, they call him. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing I, I, I want to throw out there, okay? I get it. We're both wrestling fans. We love wrestling. I mean, come on, mm -hmm. we're New Japan guys. We love watching really serious wrestling. Yep. Um, we, we talked last week about the song and dance number, and we both all kind of agreed that the placement of which was pretty bad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to make a confession. Um, when I did watch it at that moment with just me connecting, I laughed just like I would have laughed on a family guy thing. Sure, I laughed But then too. at the end, right. And then at the end, I kind of shook my head and went, well, no, this, well, this isn't family guy. This is wrestling. Right. Um, then this happens. And I can't help but wonder if maybe I'm just being too stodgy. I mean, is it, because you know what? Uh, it's the kind of stuff where, I mean, they went all out on this, okay? This wasn't like a high school play. There's uh, actually one, one yeah. part. I, there's actually one part I got to bring up because it's just okay, not only not only did they reference South Park when uh, when uh, Jim Mitchell said now Rosemary and Bravo want to recite their own vows. Bravo recited the Adams Family theme song. <laughs> yeah. I'm like no, okay, um, no 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 no. Just stop. Now I know, I know, I know. When Andy hears this, he he's, he might disagree with me vehemently. I don't know. He may agree with me. I'm not sure. Um, so I look at this, and mm -hmm. it's well done. The parody is there. Yes, sure. it's kind of hokey, but it's well shot. It's kind of entertaining. The problem is, does it diminish the wrestling show itself? And I don't know anymore. We saw AEW. Uh, we saw this week's AEW, and there wasn't a, there no musicals broke out at any time. Nope. Uh, they may have mentioned it for like two seconds to mention the ratings thing. Mm -hmm. um, so my question is, uh, you know, I've gone to a gazillion indie shows, and you find the full gamut of things. You find the funny, the silly, the hardcore. You find the whole thing. Maybe is this what the wrestling fan wants? I mean. You know what? Uh, this stuff all happened, but it didn't affect uh, the tag team belts. It didn't affect uh, the champion. Not this wrestling fan. Uh, those things still go on. <laughs> so, um, so you you definitely are giving this a thumbs down, right? The, this whole yeah, idea I, I just I just this. found artist. it all just really campy and just, it had nothing to do with the rest of the show. It's like this is the main but event. This in is... all fairness, okay, I'm only gonna play devil's advocate here, but let's face it, Elio. Is not wrestling campy to begin with? I mean, over but, the, I mean you know, this, I, I, I'm not trying this. to. It was just too much. Yeah. Okay, I just I don't know, man. I don't know if. Okay, I laughed at the beginning. I rolled my freaking eyes talking about it, but I don't know. Maybe there is a room for this sort of thing. Maybe this is what the casual fan wants a part of their show. I don't know. I'm having a, I'm really on the fence with this and it's going to take me a while to digest all of this. It was uh, give, give them, give them high fives for having the balls to follow through with this. They didn't just, you know, dip their toe in the fodder here. They, they jumped in head. They first didn't put in an effort. They yes. didn't put an effort on this production. I'll yeah, they went balls to the walls here. They yeah. didn't, they didn't uh, pussyfoot this. So that's why I, I'm I'm hesitant to go either way with this. I'm not sure what to say. Um, I'm saying, getting in my mind, thank God we're not rating uh, <laughs> impact this week. And I'm, I'm curious just, to I'm see just, where I'm things just gonna go. I'm just going to stay in the middle with this one. I'm not going to say it was good. I'm not yeah. going to say it was bad. I'm just in the middle. It was just I'm weird. just dumbfounded, gobsmacked. I'm <laughs> gobsmacked is the, the word. Yep. So, um, so we we have that craziness going on. Uh, before we get into our hot topics and stuff, I just wanted to mention we have been talking about um, we've been talking a bit about ROH and the ongoing Pure uh, Tournament. Uh, it seemed like 
the whole start of this, it seemed like the way the brackets were set up, it seemed like the obvious fit was Jonathan Gresham going in against Jay Lethal in the finals. And you have the two tag team, the tag team champions uh, having to battle each other for this belt. Uh, it almost went there. And then they threw us a bit of a swerve last week. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and managed to make it to the finals. However, um, Jay Lethal was taken out by Tracy Hot, Hot Sauce uh, Williams. So uh, it'll be Gresham against Williams, which would be a, a tremendously good match. Um, and it's kind of cool that it's not what we thought it was because maybe I want to see that down the line more at a bigger venue. Right. So ROH coming up. Now let's get it. Let's get into our hot, uh, our hot topic this week. Okay? okay. The hot topic we threw out there folks had everything to do with uh, the number one contenders tournament going on right now. Uh, last week we were told that it would came down to Kenny Omega versus um, Penta L zero and uh, Wardlow versus Adam page. Yep. And we didn't want to know at this moment who we thought was going to be in the finals. What we wanted to know is we wanted to know who people thought were going to be uh, the champion itself. Now, uh, before we get into these comments, out of these four guys, who are you seeing uh, coming out as the number one contender? I'm seeing Omega. You're seeing Omega, and why? I'm gonna. Um, okay, first of all, um, I'm not. I can't. I don't see Penta right, right, right now as okay. uh, with the winner. Page uh, maybe down the line, uh, further down, uh, and Wardlow's still too early for him. Okay. Now, I, I picked uh, Omega only in the sense is Penta. I have, you know what? Uh, tonight was the first time we saw Penta wrestle in uh, a long time as a singles guy in mm -hmm. uh, AEW. I mean, I, I can think of many times I've seen Ray Phoenix. So I was really unsure to expect uh, from uh, Penta. Um, I kind of thought Wardlow might get over uh, Adam Page. Um, yep. Wardlow has been looking, he's been a nice surprise. You know, he is, yeah. he looks very good out there. And I'm, I'm like, a, what like I said last week, it's like I said last week, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm starting to become a fan of Wardlow. Yeah. And Adam Page. Well, um, I think Adam Page versus Kenny Omega is definitely uh, something that's going to be a money match. I don't think it should happen so soon. And I, I think I would rather see Kenny Omega versus uh, John Moxley than Moxley versus Adam Page. So just no um, barbed my pick wires. Two was also Kenny. Oh yeah, we don't need that bullshit. <laughs> I know that garbage. Um, I'm sorry, fans, but uh, as exciting as I used to find that stuff, I've just seen it done so much and so disgusted. I just I just banged it up from their last match. That was terrible. Yeah. So let's hope we don't have to deal with any of that crap. Uh, let's get into some of our comments here. Okay. All right. You want to read the first one, buddy? Sure. So let's see. Um, Kate Clayton Cummings said Omega should win and turn heel. This would make a great opponent for Moxley. Yeah, that's along the lines that I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, our good friend Rick Serrano III, uh, weighing in from WPOV, said Penta is there as a replacement, so it's not him. Kenny will first cost Page, and Page will then cost Kenny. So, yes, I'm going to go with Wardlow being the number one contender. Well, wow. we're going to get into later fans who actually did this. Um, Kenny Casanova says Omega. They're fine. They are finally going to push him. Kyle Durkins. He's got Kenny Omega. He's long overdue for another title. And Josh Sanders says. Okay. Uh, now Josh Sanders says, "Yeah, going Kenny Omega. He helps start this business, and it's time to reap the benefits, possibly." All right. R.J. Adams says Omega needs it the most. And then we had some pictures and things there, yeah. but. Basically, it seems like an overwhelming support amongst the people who, who made comments that it was going to be Kenny Omega. Now, when I look at our uh, polls here, it is actually reflected in that 78% of the people picked Omega as, as, as being the winner of this tournament. Penta. Penta zero gets zero. Wow. <laughs> no, wow. no one of you fans voted for Penta zero. And this one was the interesting one. 11% Wardlow, 11% page so wow it does seem like zero it's a, love yeah poor pinto <laughs> huh? he gets zero miro well, anyways uh, 
So this is, uh, as it plays out, we're going to talk it when we get into the AW, AEW section of how these matches uh, turned out today. And it might make things a little clearer because now we know who's going on to the finals at uh, Full Gear. Next, I want to take a quick peek at uh, Who's Sean? And uh, this week's Who's Sean uh, involved the Viking Raiders. Mm -hmm. So tell me, Mr. Phoenix, <laughs> who do you pick? as the viking raiders who who which one is has the potential to go on to be the better career here i'm gonna say eric eric now that's eric rowan right and ivar is yeah. which one is which i that's why that that's is why uh, uh, i think eric is row ivar is uh henson so okay okay with, yeah okay so, so with you pick the guy who's raymond Rowe. yes okay and he's injured at the moment but he'll return now why him I just think I've uh, seen his, uh, I've seen a lot of his matches from outside of WWE and when they were in ROH and uh, I've seen his NXT mm -hmm. matches and I just think that mm -hmm. as a singles uh, competitor, he can, uh, he could do very well on his own, on the singles run. True, true. You know what, looking at them too, I'm going to throw my hat in with Eric too because uh now I remember these. I remember watching ROH in the beginning when these two were first matched up. I mean, they came in mm -hmm. in the top prospects tournaments. They didn't know each other. They wrestled a bit, and then ROH combined them together, and they clicked really well. And they brought a lot of things to the table. And and they wrestled a lot of 50-50. Not one of them seemed like more dominant than the other. They were a very good team. Uh, even when they went to NXT, it was really hard to differentiate uh, which one was the better contributor. They both seemed to contribute a lot. Um, I'm going to go down, though, that the basic thing is these are two guys who are not young men. Uh, they've started their careers young. Uh, they're, they're, they're at a pretty good age where I'm pretty sure they don't have probably 10 years left in them. Uh, and if, or if they do, they're going to have to really take down the physicality of what they're doing to be able to, to wrestle that. That being said, I'm going to pick Eric because Eric has always been in better shape and better cardiovascular shape. Uh, Ivar has always been the bigger, chunkier, and he does. He does a lot of cool moves for a big man shouldn't do, mm -hmm. but he's still a big man. And when you're carrying that much extra weight, you're going to be carrying that much uh, mass around your heart. It's going to be harder. And I think his career will slow down a lot quicker than Eric's will because Eric is definitely very uh, athletically shaped. Uh, he's big, but he's definitely the much more chiseled of the two. And I just think he just has a little bit more of a growl to him. You know what I mean? He's got a little bit more of a snap, yeah. you know? And uh, I think he just, he just brings a tiny, tiny little bit more to the table. And I think in the end that Eric will be the one, not Ivar. So we, uh, we wait this week's, um, and we'll have to type into a, to WPOV on their show who we picked and why, yeah. uh, but it looks like both of us are going with uh, Eric. And then finally today, I would like to talk about our inter uh, our interdimensional promotion of uh, the matchup being Rick O'Shea. You know, if he was Irish, I wonder if he would have been Rick O'Shea. Ricochet <laughs> taking on your namesake, Ray Phoenix. Um, now I'm looking at some of the, I'm looking at Rick Serrano the third had written in. I talked myself into picking Ricochet with the slightest of edges. The things he has done around the world is far bigger than what he's done on the main roster of WWE. You want to read Clay Cummings? Okay, so let's see. Clay Cummings says, gotta go with Ricochet on this one. Both are so alike and are great in the ring, but I feel Ricochet has just that slight edge to Phoenix. Now, I am going to, oh, first of all, who do you pick out of this? What is your pick on this? Why? I'm going to go with Phoenix for this reason. Um, Rick Shea, I haven't seen much Lucha Underground, but I know he was there as Puma King. Then once, yep. Rick Shea, like any wrestler that jumps to WWE after a while, if it's not a Vince McMahon creation, you know that in the beginning, they're going to have a hot run. But then sooner or later mm -hmm. the character is going to get watered down, and pretty soon it it won't be the same person that we've seen outside of the company. You know what? That's exactly what I was thinking when I picked Phoenix too. Phoenix is still floating around in a big company that isn't going to try and enforce their character ideas on him. So I think he has a better chance. Yes, Ricochet has done a lot of things around the world, but 
what has he been reduced to in the WWE? You know, he's reduced to like uh, running away from the hurt business. Um, he has been relegated to prime time or what is it? Yeah, is it Monday night prime time or whatever that show's called? Friday. Uh, heat or Sunday night heat. I don't know what the hell they call those shows anymore, but he's been reduced to like such a low tier character, even though the guy is immensely talented. Uh, I would have to say they're both very much on the same level of talent. Um, I just think Ray Phoenix, not only is he a little bit smoother walking the ropes and those sort of things, but I think he is in a better possession position to use his talents, to grow his character, to grow his brand. And I think Ricochet, you're right. Vince McMahon has already lost interest. And uh, it is a shame that poor Ricochet is reduced to the status he is in the WWE right now. This is a guy who should be doing main event stuff with uh, AJ Styles. And instead, uh, he's lucky if they ever do Raw Underground 2, if they'd ever let him in the door. So (laughs) at least he didn't end up in retribution. At least he didn't. At least he didn't end up in retribution, but hey, the day's early, so he just That's made. true. <laughs> All right. You know what, folks? We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get into our breakdown of this week's AEW Dynamite. Uh, before we do, I'd like you to know that we are one of a couple of shows on the WPOV Wrestling Network. We are global. We are the show hosted by me, the legend T. James Logan, and my uh, co-host, Elio Canella, and... Sometimes we have the lone wolf, Andy Anderson, who just couldn't make it. I'm just I'm ragging him. He's our new co-host. The three of us cover AEW very fine tooth comb. And we also look at some of the other news popping out of uh, AEW, MLW, ROH, all these other places too. So uh, you can tune us in. You, you, who knows what platform you've heard us on, but there's a lot of platforms. We're not only found on Facebook, but you can also find our shows regularly on YouTube, uh, tune in iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. And uh, is it, did I miss one? Uh, see, you got I think that's all of them. All right. Whoa. And I didn't even miss up Podbean. Um, <laughs> you can find our show. Plus, you can find other shows like WPOV Wrestling featuring uh, Tony Diaz and Rick Serrano III, where they take uh, a great look at the WWE itself. They look mm-hmm. at NXT, Raw, and SmackDown and do a comparative, what they like to call the Wednesday Night Delight, where they take a quick look at AEW and compare them with NXT. And all five of all four of us, and sometimes five of us, vote on which is the better show. And we keep a tally of that. And we see last year, uh, NXT did win pretty soundly, having twice as many votes or more than uh, AEW did. There's also WPOV Quarantine, a new, um, it's a special round table discussion on Zoom, which means you can also see a video version of the show. Features me, once again, uh, Elio and Andy. And uh, we bring in wrestlers from around the world and we discuss uh, certain topics, uh, whatever our weekly topic is, we have some insight, we have some fun, and it's a great show. And I'm not kidding when I said around the world, we even had an episode where we had a wrestler, Tony Kazina, uh, who's now the head trainer at the Fale Dojo in New Japan, phone in from New Zealand live and do the show with us. It was pretty fun. So we have all sorts of stuff coming up. And uh, we recently had on Savio Vega. Uh, we do know we have booked coming up Dan Crawford, possibly Bushwhacker Luke possibly Kevin Sullivan and just a, a, a plethora of interesting people coming up. So check those out. And uh, we also have aftermath. It's our new show that shows up after any WWE AEW our big new Japan show. Me and Elio took the time. We had four uh, weeks of aftermath where we talked about uh, matchups currently going on in the G1 tournament. <laughs> yep. uh, great stuff. Great stuff. So check those out, but we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some AEW dynamite. And we are back. Do you know what, fans? A lot of you may have questions. You may have uh, things that you want to discuss about the show. You may have ideas about guests, about topics, about whatever. Elio, where could these people write in if they wanted to talk to us? So you can write write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram at Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. And we also have T-shirts available. T-shirts. Tell me more about this, man. So you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so you, oh, sorry. I threw him right on the spot. So there. we sorry have about four that. different colors, and you can find them all at prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling pov. That's right, folks. Four different shirts. Nineteen ninety-five each. 
plus shipping and handling. Yep. Four different designs, three of them dedicated to wrestling POV, one and dedicated one to our show. wrestling POV Global. That is right. That show, it'll has our logo, our gold logo, and a kind of bit of an inside joke that you can take anywhere else with the words gentleman and legend printed on them. You figure out what that means, you know, the arrows. But anyways, yes, folks, 1995, those t-shirts help raise money to help. It's, believe it or not, it is not free to run these shows. Uh, we hope for the, you know, we do these t-shirts, not because we were trying to make fat cat money, but we're just trying to trying to keep promoting this show and, and try and keep it viable within, uh, you know, just, just to get the cost down. Now let's take a look at this week's W AEW Dynamite. Dynamite! All right. We kicked the show off with uh, an interview with Wardlow. That's something new. I, I don't recall ever seeing Wardlow hit, kick off, but Wardlow is going to be up in the first match uh, taking on um, Adam Page. He <laughs> is there getting interviewed MJF steps in and MJF informs Wardlow that if Wardlow wins uh, the number one contenders because he's under his personal contract belongs to MJF that he'll have to he'll have to give up that title match to MJF. So in other words, MJF is Teddy Biasi. Pretty much. <laughs> and of course, Wardlow had this look on his face like there's no way that's going to happen, but I got to still play along with this idiot. <laughs> then, which surprised me, Sammy Guevara comes in. Uh, he starts getting in the face of... Okay, I want to throw this out here, too. I know a lot of people really are super fans of MJF, and I like him. I think he's talented. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I just... I can't... It just makes me laugh when he tries to talk down to people, and he's only, like, five foot eight, five foot nine. I mean, he's not very tall, but he talks down to people as if they're smaller than him. And the guys are clearly his size or bigger. Like, oh, come on, little guy. And it's just like, you're calling Sammy Guevara a little guy. Okay, yeah, Sammy Guevara is a little guy, but he's the same height as you. <laughs> right. So I'm not exactly sure how you feel you can lord over him. I enjoyed seeing Sammy Guevara pissed. Yep. I enjoyed seeing him really ready to get in MJF's face. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's something, but I still have my stinking suspicions of something else. And we'll get to that when we get to it. Okay. Uh, so then um, we get to the match itself. Wardlow versus Hangman Page. What did you think of this bout? Again, uh, like I said last week, I'm becoming a fan of uh, Wardlow. The, this was mm -hmm. a pretty good match. It uh, took a few buckshot lyrics to get him down. But uh, this was a good um, match. It was a good match, but it sure seemed like it made Wardlow look bigger, the bigger attraction than uh, Paige. Paige yeah. takes the win, but he seemed to struggle a lot to get that win in. Mm -hmm. And I guess I expected a little bit more of a domination from him. Yeah. And Wardlow actually seemed to be the more dominant wrestler here and slipping up at the end. Um, all in all, I enjoyed the match, but I still think Paige needed to look stronger. Um Next we get to, and, and this is one thing, I, you know, we talked about this in the past and it's another one of those things that it's either growing or changing on us. Uh, John Moxley sits down and does an interview, sort of like he's sitting against a wall after his workout. Now, and he uh, did what did, I thought was a very impassioned, very good video. Did they uh, have uh, audio issues here? I didn't think okay. it was that bad. Did you? Oh no, no. I'm saying because uh, I was uh, I was seeing this Andy last week uh, because I watch it. I was trying to figure out what you guys were talking about uh, because I watched mine on my iPad oh. on the TSN app, so I okay, didn't no, really hear it. Okay, uh, like if last week you check out the best friends interview. Yeah. It's just the example, just bad miking echoes in the background yeah. noises. It's not that we've lost the, the audio, it's just that it was crap audio. This wasn't so bad. Uh, I, you know, the first uh, half of uh, John Moxley's uh, run here, I didn't enjoy his promos. I thought they just seemed kind of dumb. This is the fourth or fifth in a row that has hit it out the park for me. I think he's right now, yeah, to good. me, he seems very credible. How, you, you, did you agree? Did you think this was a good uh, promo? This was a good promo. I really like this one. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, next, we cut over to Eddie Kingston versus Matt Seidel. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not yeah. sure what to think of this right now. I didn't like go this ahead, match you go too. first. I didn't like this match uh, all, too, all that much, and uh, especially the end. Like, he wouldn't let go of that. He kept uh, calling him Seidel Moxley, telling him to be my quit. 
And then, and then at the end, he says, sorry, Mox. Sorry, Mox. Um, I guess the problem I have here is, okay, if they wanted to make Eddie Kingston look better, don't put him in with Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel's a very good wrestler. And I got to admit, like, Eddie Kingston didn't look anything special in here. If anything, it looks like he struggled to finally get a win. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand is if you want to – take a guy from obscurity from unknown things like eddie kingston they pulled him out of nowhere right and the last couple of weeks his his work his words have been making him exciting mm-hmm. but when he gets in there with opponents like this it doesn't make it seem like he really is that special of an attraction like he just seemed to squeak by uh matt seidel and this is where it should have been probably a squash match it would have been much more effective have him choke out the dude make the guy beg and if anything, you've wasted Matt Seidel now. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, you didn't like the match. I got to say, wasn't the biggest fan of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the end stuff. I get the psychology. I get the whole yeah. make pretending he's mocks and stuff like that. But uh, I just think they, it was not the opponent for tonight. It shouldn't have been Matt Seidel. And I think uh, it didn't elevate Eddie to make him look like. After watching this, I don't really think that Eddie Kingston has much of a chance against Mox the way Mox has been presented. So that, that's a bit of a slip up on the banana peel there. Um, then they talked about this in the beginning and this ticked me off because they go, Oh, wait till the shocking interview we have coming up. It's a split screen. We're going to have young bucks and FTR. And they didn't even ask him any questions until like FTR gets pissed off and walks off. And then the young bucks proclaim they're going to do the Cody thing. If they lose this match, they are never going to challenge for the tag team belts again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but but in all fairness, in all fairness, when Cody said that, we said the same thing, and Cody lost, and he's kept his word. So does that mean they're going to create a tag team belts for the or for, for the Young Bucks? Will there be the uh, F- FTW belts or something? Like yeah, but yeah, but see, <laughs> you know, Cody, like Cody, 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 so Cody and Young Bucks. Cody and Young Bucks, two different people. Cody did kept his word. How do we know the Young Bucks are going to do the same? True, they are kind of dick heels in the way. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like how you, the way you laughed at that. It just tells you pretty much how that seems. Uh, okay, oh boy, I did not like this. Uh, the inner circles um, and uh, what did they call this thing? The town hall. The thing? town hall discussion. It kind of went on a little too long. Too long. And it doesn't make sense. Like, okay, who gives a... Okay, if you're the inner circle or MJF, why do you give a crap if Luchas... What kind of question Luchasaurus has to offer? (laughs) And what does Luchasaurus even care? Why does he even care about anyone being added to the They have, like, all all these other EW superstars giving, like, asking questions. And, like about something that they have nothing to do with yeah they have no vested interest yeah i did like there's one thing i did like i did like ortiz in this one when he took yes ortiz came across as a tough guy he came across as a tough guy where's that guy been um yeah um even the way he dressed looked kind of tough um i'm gonna i just gotta say here though man the rest of this didn't do anything you know, I, it, was it just to have some jokes and fun? Was it was it to get Tony Schiavone to to make Chris Jericho tell him to shut up and back down? And it just seemed like a lot of humor that wasn't needed. And logically, again. yeah, and logically, it it makes no sense that either MJF or the Inner Circle would care what uh, Eric Bischoff, Luchasaurus, Britt Baker, or the stupid at library and guy. Why would they even care? Like, what really, when, when, when they brought up Peter Apple, I'm like, why, why do they have this guy here? His faction. He was the only good one. Yeah, his faction he was the only one out. that was fun. Well, it was funny, though. He was the only actual funny part of the whole segment because all he said is, I'm just taking a shot here. Can I join? <laughs> like, this complete loser trying to, was the only like real funny part. The rest just fell flat. Well, for because me. his faction died out. What, what did you think? Yeah. Okay, but do you agree? Yeah, it went too long. Um, there's like unnecessary because all these other wrestlers that have nothing to do with this storyline. So, uh, yeah. There was no logic here. There was no. just no logic, nope. and I was not not a fan of it. Um, hmm. okay. Ah, oh, geez. 
Talk about it, making a guy look dumb too, coming up here. Uh, let, before, sorry, I, I skipped on my notes and I thought I was going to do something. Let's get into uh, Orange Cassidy versus um, Cody. Okay. And there's a lot of things, a lot of things to pull apart and digest that mm. happened in this match. Okay. First of all, uh, some people were, especially online, were, were complaining, why is this a lumberjack match? Neither of these guys have people interfere. Well, it's because the inner circle are so mad at Orange Cassidy that they keep saying that they're going to interfere, right? So that was the only reason was to keep the third faction. So usually the there's two circle, factions the in the lumberjack I thought, match. I thought he was, I'm sorry, I thought he was done with the inner circle. No, no, it wasn't the inner circle. The it dark was, order. Uh, Did you mean the dark order? The dark order. Did I say inner circle? Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're doing this late after the show, so I'm a little tired. So, so far, so yes, the dark, I mean, so the dark order. I have to say, it's the dark order. Um, you, last week, uh, you were trying to figure out like how how it is that Bunny uh, is back with Butcher and Blade. That took place on dark. Yeah, they mentioned it. Yeah. yeah, and they mentioned they kind of recapped it, and it was such a dumb throwaway line. They just said, "Oh, so she weird. maxed out uh, QT um, Marshall's credit cards." <laughs> okay. I just, I just so saw yeah, yeah. So we have. Um, the Dark Order trying to be kept at bay by friends from each side here. So we got all these lumberjacks. It's three different things. Uh, there were some funny stuff, like they did a spot where uh, Orange Cassidy kind of fell gingerly backwards, and the best friends caught him and then propped him back up. And then, like a few seconds later, Cody was on the thing. He falls back the same way. They catch him and then they drop him on his back, which was kind of humorous. I'll give it that. Um, as it went out, just you know, what's a little guy, John Silver, once again, at the end of the match, <laughs> interferes, hits Cassidy, a whole bunch of people uh, kind of schmooze it up, and then Arn Anderson nails Cassidy. I know. And then, and then all of a sudden, Cody, who the, the, the announcers are very much pointing out that Cody didn't see what happened, uh, does crossroads, finishes off Orange Cassidy, and, and there was a there was a moment there. There was a good few uh, exchange of moments where Cassidy was going a little crazy there. And I thought for sure he was going to win the belt. So that surprised me. But then there's so many questions now. Uh, where does that put Cody? Does Cody accept the fact that Arn cheated to help him? Is this him turning uh, on everybody? Is this like, dust, you know, is Rhodes finally going to become the bad guy with Arn? Is he going to turn on Arn? Where does this put, I mean, he, Cassidy was given another title shot because he went to the limit. Well, this didn't prove anything. If your manager interferes, you know, if anything, this should necessitate another rematch. There's just so many dumb things. And now we have, um, uh, John long, long, I want to say, we have John Silver interfering and costing Cassidy. Does that mean we have Cassidy and, and Silver on the road down? Yeah. So many things going on there. Um, the dumbest thing for me, of course, was the very end. Inside the ring, you have, um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, the guy from DX. Um, Billy Gunn uh, and the, the gun Billy Gunn. Billy Austin. Yeah. Okay, these guys look like they would like give their left arm just to get on television, and yet they end up being the two guys in the ring, flexing and posing, yet they never show these guys. Oh, no. So it's like, that was just sort of a waste of whatever. Um so yeah, I'm not sure what I think of that match. Once again, it was an okay match. I thought, I thought Orange Cassidy looked good. I don't. St I still think he has some something left in the tank uh, with his character. Um, but this whole confusion of this—it's been very murky after this week's episode. I'm not sure mm -hmm. where that puts Cody and Arn and all the whole situation. Moving on, um, man. I oh God, I feel sorry for Miro. Okay. Uh, so he, him and Kip beat the crap out of the best friends, right? And this is over a video game, if we just remember correctly. And Miro grabs Trent and he's choking him and he's like, I will never forgive you for this. <laughs> and I'm like, you're never going to forgive him because he got thrown into a video game. Oh, like, man. man, you are making poor Miro look like the stupidest character ever. He looks doing? so weak and dumb that he's so mad because of a video oh. game. This is the dude who should be up there challenging Mox. Not, this, uh, this, is not why he came to, this is why he oh. came to AEW? Yeah. You know what? Maybe after this, maybe AEW is not looking, or maybe WWE is not looking so bad 
when at least at least you had some while you were portrayed as a as a big heel, not just some goofy yeah. arguing about video games. Not not liking that at all. Um, next we go up to uh, oh they talk about Serena Deeb when mm-hmm. had won the NWA Women's Champion, so she beat Thunder Rosa. Yep, and she flew back this next night to fight legit Layla Hirsch. What do you think of this match, my friend? Uh, when I saw this, um, I wasn't sure what to think at first. Uh, it was because I'm a fan of Serena Deeb, and uh, it wasn't. It was better than other than other matches that we've seen recently. But it, it was um, good, but not bad. I like. Yeah, it wasn't great. Right. I really like legit Layla Hirsch. Um, that, there's something about her. I mean, you can tell she's not going to be a woman's champion. Not no. not with her presentation. She looks like a, you know, a second-rate uh, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. But uh, oh, there's, there's something I find really interesting about her. Except she's short, man. This girl is tiny. You know, mm-hmm. she was almost midget territory tiny. You know, and so. Uh, but there was something about her I really enjoyed, and I I hope we see more of legit Layla Hirsch. I don't know if we will. I mean, she had a match against uh, 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 Kiroshita a little while ago that didn't go very far. Um, but I liked it. She put on a really good match with uh, Deeb, and I look forward to seeing her. Speaking of which, they cut over to a very, very awkward interview between here, Kiroshita and uh, what is that guy's name? Alex Marvel. What is his name? Alex Morvez, who has about like the personality of a rock, interviewing a girl who can barely speak English, which had to make some of probably the worst uh, segment. Uh, But Sheeta throws out a challenge for Nyla Rose to meet her at full gear. So there is a match I'm so looking forward to not seeing. She kept it short, though, the promo. Yeah, she, well, that's all she can. She can't. Yeah. Her grasp of the English language isn't. No, because remember, we, we've um, seen her in other promos that weren't very good. Struggling a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, at least they used they played it to her strengths. Uh, next, we had Sean Spears uh, facing some nobody. Defeats I thought, the dude. I thought I thought this should uh, have been then, Eddie Kingston. No, I thought this should yeah, have been th- his this spot. should have been the opponent for Eddie Kingston. Yeah, this should have been his. Yeah, spot. like have him beat this dude. Yeah. Um, so Spears beats this guy in no time. No, we haven't seen Spears forever on AEW uh, Dynamite. Um, he's got a little thing going with Scorpio Sky, another person we never see on AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, right away, you see him get mad at a fan in a mask, grabs the fan into the ring. <laughs> you knew right away it was going to be someone. I, unfortunately for AEW, you telegraphed it because the guy is wearing the exact shoes that uh, Scorpio Sky always wears. So I'm like, no. oh, it's Scorpio. And that's who it turned out to be. Uh, so they definitely have a collision course coming up. I don't know if that'll be a dynamite or dark thing. Uh, but if you're going to waste my time like this, you better make it a dynamite thing. Because if it just goes under dark, I'm going to be pissed that way. I wasted the, my time with this. And now we get to the main event. Ooh. And uh, Kenny Omega versus Penta L0. Once again, Kenny coming out with another obnoxious, bizarre, over-the-top heel entrance, which mm-hmm. I'm starting to enjoy. Did you, catch, did you catch the I'm last line? To listen. The last fact, he we has a, a friend, friend who lives in North Carolina. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny they keep saying that. Uh, I'm almost wondering what the, what the reference here is. You know, uh, my mind, I was wondering, is this a Jeff Hardy reference? I don't know, because... He's from North Carolina. I mean, mm-hmm. probably not Matt. He's right there and it's kind of useless. Right. But uh, <laughs> so the, the match gets going. And first off the bat, I have not seen Penta L0 fight in a singles match in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I was actually very worried about this match. It seems like I've seen uh, Ray Phoenix do lots of stuff. So Penta, what did we get? Well, we got a very solid match. I enjoyed the match. There was some really good stuff in there, including, I got to say, one of the best V-triggers I've ever seen where um, Kenny brought it right under uh, Penta's chin and just about knocked his head off his shoulders. It was, was that a, when he was near the a ropes? great maneuver. When no, he, he threw him in and he came, or he came running at him and uh, uh, Omega was kind of down and uh, Penta came running across at him and he just jumped up and hit him right in the chin. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. This was this then was a, a bunch great of, match. 
I really also enjoyed it. I thought it was extremely funny because no one has done it yet. And thank God someone did it. I always find it ridiculous that opponents will stand right there while Penta takes off his glove, throws it to the ref and does his little zero Miro thing, right? Yeah. And people just watch it and then they fight. I thought it was hilarious. He throws the glove. Kenny catches the glove and slaps him in the face with his own glove. <laughs> yep. And then started to beat him down with his glove when he had him down. Uh, Kenny, definitely wrestling on a better level tonight. Really high blown. However, uh, way to telegraph things, JR. He's definitely wrestling like the wrestler who faced Okada on Okada level. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not quite. This is his first really good match. What? What do you mean he's fighting? I don't know. Oh, I, I just sometimes the commentary can be a little bit terrible. Yeah. So uh, great match. You know how, how much I like this match, Elio? How much? I want to put it in the, our vault. Oh, and uh, I would I've... like to nominate. Okay. What? No, I have another. Well, let's one deal with this first. Well. Okay. Let's deal with this one first. Do you agree? Yes. To, uh, this was Kenny a great Omega match. versus Pentel Zero. This okay, was a great let's match. throw that right into the vault. I think this one belongs now, in the you vault. Seem to, I think I have an idea, but let's see. Where are you going? What match do you want to see put in the vault? Okay, so I was uh, listening to WPOV um, on Saturday, and uh, they put out a suggestion that we should add Ray Phoenix versus Penta from last week into the vault as well. You know what? Uh, I think we should have done that last week. You're right. I mean, even even crusty old Andy, who hates uh, high-flying matches, uh, loved this match and said he was so into it. So yeah, let's put it uh, let's put it into the into the thing. All That'll right. be two matches. So we're gonna put Kenny Omega versus Penta, and Penta versus Phoenix is now in the vault. Excellent. Now, overall, I thought this main event was very good. Obviously, I put it in the vault, uh, and you put it in the vault, so that makes it good. Overall, how would you rate this week's show? Okay, so it had a solid main event uh, segment that went far too long with uh, stuff that didn't make any sense. So I'm going to go with the B minus on this one. B minus? I'm going to give it a B plus. We had a, a really good time with this stuff. Usually, this sometimes we go into our book, but I am actually deferring the book over to next week. Um, we're not going to do a book entries this week, but we just want to say it's been an interesting week in wrestling. <laughs> We've gone last week for uh, to uh, ballroom, I don't even know what you call it, uh, Broadway musical songs, song and dance routines to, to soap opera-like proportions of violence. I'm not sure what to think of it all. It makes me shake my head. But uh, it's been an interesting week of wrestling. And uh, we're curious a lot of what you fans have to think about some of the stuff you've seen this weekend. So please drop us a line. Um, but other than that, it's been fun. And another good, not great, but a pretty darn good uh, week for AEW Dynamite. I'm going to watch uh, NXT later on and see how they're doing against each other. And uh, yeah, all I can say is fans... They talked today on the news about um, quarantine fatigue. That's where mm -hmm. uh, things seem to get tougher. The longer we're under this thing, the longer... I, I find it frustrating. I, I miss going to the movies. I miss hanging out with my friends. Yep. I miss going out and doing lots of fun things. I hate the fact that many businesses that I loved are gone out of business. I hate the fact that uh, there are certain services and things you can't do. And we thought it would just be a quick turn and we get back to our lives, but it seems to be dragging and dragging. And as such, it seems like maybe, maybe it's hard to keep our spirits up. Maybe it's hard to be so accepting, so cheerful, so uh, fighting. I, I had to go to a place where I had to wear a mask all day as we were going through places and I hated it. Um, I get yeah. it. I'll still do it, but it's hard. It and I get it, folks. Maybe things aren't going back to the way they used to be quicker than we thought they would be. And maybe it's a sad thing, but we just got to endure this. We have no other choice. We can't just give in, go hang ourselves and junk like that. If, if you, you're feeling lonely and, and down on this, if this has really made you separated from other people, there are plenty of places you can turn to. There's places online, there's places in your phone. There's, there's lots of people who care and we're, we're going to get through this. 
we're, we're, we're a pretty tough race. You know, we're going to get through this. The human beings, we're a tough race. We're a tough people. We're going to get through this. We got to support each other. Take that time. Phone up a few of your friends. Text a few of your friends. Find out who, who's struggling and who's not. And those are struggling. They're your friends, man. Prop them up. Give them a hand. And hey, if we can, if there's any way you can figure to be nice to a stranger, you see something online, be nice about it. We don't need to be dicks all the time. Right now is not the time for us to be dicks. It's time for us to be better to each other. And with that spirit, I am not going to slap Elio in the face today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not even virtually. That is my brother, Elio Phoenix. I'm your host, Penta L. Tommy, also known as the legend T. James Logan. Gentlemen. It's sir. Wish ben, say good night to these good ben, people. We'll talk to you all next week.